Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've got some big news in the oil market. And for a lot of you who watch my videos, you remember when we when we had the conflicts in the Middle East start, oil prices just skyrocketed. I think they went from 83 to straight up to 88 or 89. And on this channel, we were talking about how that would likely come down in the next two weeks and how I wouldn't be surprised if the price was actually lower in two weeks than it was prior to the conflict starting to begin with. And this is exactly what we're seeing right now, but we've got to ask the question why. It's not just the fact that there was probably a, re a knee-jerk reaction, and now that people have seen what's happening or what's playing out in the Middle East, that now they're not concerned anymore. If anything, the concerns have escalated as to what's happening in the Middle East. So that can't be why the price of oil has come down and come down dramatically over the last couple of days. Let's get right over to Zero Hedge so you can see what I'm referring to with some charts. And let's first and foremost, uh, let's see, two. Well, this is a chart going back to, looks like September 26. And obviously here's a 60-minute chart. <laughs> and look at these moves. Since the 22nd, so just over the last, call it three or four days, oil has gone from almost $90 straight down to 82.9, which is where it was when they took this snapshot. And uh, last time I checked on CNBC, it was right around 83. So it hasn't bounced that much, but I mean, a huge move down. We're talking about over or almost 10% down in the within a matter of three days, for heaven's sakes. And this is with the backdrop of the tensions in the Middle East getting worse, not better. So this becomes a huge head scratcher. You've got to say, if anything, we would assume based on the tensions escalating in the Middle East. We're getting closer and closer to World War III. I was watching a, a uh, video from Tim Pool the other day where he was talking about how Google searches for World War III have just, just in the last week, not just since the invasion, but just in the last week, have just gone completely parabolic. And a lot of people, unfortunately, that's their base case right now. A lot of geopolitical experts. So you would think under those conditions that oil would be going to 150 a barrel. Remember, Josh, just two weeks ago, or however many, you know, three weeks ago, when this conflict started, that was the whole narrative, that oil was going straight to 150 a barrel. And watch out, because that's just what's going to happen, and that's going to create this massive inflationary wave or, put, uh, or add a lot of tailwind to the inflation problem that we already have. But what we've seen is the complete opposite, that oil did go up and it came back down, then it's gone back up, and then it's just absolutely crashed in the last few days. So again, that's kind of a head scratcher. But to connect the dots, let's see what's going on in other very, very important markets. Let's start with the United States dollar. And we can see that this has stayed above those key areas of resistance and that was right around 105.6. We've been discussing that on this channel a lot lately. And we're still over 106 or, or over that mark. 
but we're still over 106 at 106.39. So this would lead me to believe that the next move in the dollar is most likely higher, quite frankly. And if the next move in the dollar is higher, then that is definitely a risk off event. Okay, well, let's go over to treasuries. That was just all the rage over the last three weeks or so that the treasury market was going to completely blow up because of supply and that the 10-year treasury was going straight to 10% or whatever it is. And we were in this debt spiral doom loop or uh, look, there's some merit to that, but it doesn't necessarily mean just because the United States has massive deficits and huge debt problem, it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to play out in the interest rate for a lot of reasons. And it, it, this is the United States isn't Argentina. You can't look at the dollar like the Turkish lira as an example. Just because you have massive debt problems and huge deficits in the United States, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have the bond vigilantes show up at your front door because the supply demand dynamics are much, much different. And I would argue that the United States government, what they do or don't do really doesn't impact the dollar that much. And over the long term, I don't know how much it would impact treasuries. Although if you take it to an extreme, I would, I, I grant you that would definitely move the price. So as an example, if they issued $10 trillion in debt tomorrow, that would move the price of the bonds. <laughs> I grant you that. But if you give the market time to absorb it, I don't know how much it would. And what I thought was very interesting, in fact, let's go to the 10-year right now, is how it was staying so much lower than Fed funds. And I know it's it's the delta has decreased quite substantially, the inversion, but it's still inverted for heaven's sakes. So I don't know how there can be very low uh, demand for the 10-year treasury when it's still inverted relative to Fed funds. And so I, this, I grant, I, I get it, how there's additional supply and how that supply is going to grow. But think about how much the supply grew since 2020 and look at the delta between Fed funds and 10-year. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Another thing that I would also point out is the two-year treasury. So let's take a look at that real quick. And trust me, we're going to circle back to the price of oil because all of these things, in my opinion, are connected. So let's just pull up a quick chart of two-year treasury yield and just keep things consistent. We'll stick with CNBC. And what's really bizarre is you have had a lot of volatility in the 10-year. It was up over 5% at one point in the last few days. But then it's come back down. Now it's up a bit. Let's call it 49 
And this would lead you to believe that longer-term inflation expectations are increasing. Or maybe it's just a supply dynamic with the Treasury issuing more bonds at the long end of the curve. Or maybe it's because the dollar is going up. And it's a demand issue. Or I guess that would be a supply issue because all these other countries are having to sell their treasuries in order to get the dollars they need. And the dollar going up and up and up is putting more pressure on them. And it's creating this environment where they're literally forced to sell treasuries. They're doing it because they have to, not because they want to. But getting back to the two-year treasury, if inflation expectations were rising, if, if, if the market was coming to the conclusion that the Fed was going to stay higher for longer, as an example, you would likely see that play out in the two-year treasury. And what have we seen? I mean, for the last, let's just do a chart of the last uh, three months or so. It's gone up a bit, but it, it's not much. And over the last month, it's pretty much flat. And recently, let's just call it the last week or so, it's actually down from 5.21 down to 5.09. So I think the main takeaway here, for me at least, when I look at the price action in oil, let's go back to that chart from Zero Hedge, is this is telling me that even with the conflict in the Middle East likely escalating in the future, and potentially leading to World War III, which you would assume would take oil straight to 150 or straight to 200, even with that environment, the market, the price is still going down, which would lead me to believe when you look at the dollar, when you look at the two-year treasury, that the market is saying there's just not enough demand. And we see demand destruction that would outweigh that would be a more powerful cross current than the possible disruption to supply because of the conflict in the Middle East. So you've got these two cross currents. You've got the conflict in the Middle East. This was a huge tailwind for the price of oil. But then you've got this other huge cross current that the market is looking at the inversion of the curve and many other things. And they're saying, okay, demand is really going to crash in the next, whatever, three, four months or so. So you've got these cross currents that are at play. And when I see the oil price going down along with the, with the price action in the two-year, the price action in the dollar, it leads me to believe that the marketplace is betting that the lack of demand in the future will overwhelm the lack of supply due to increasing conflicts. And that means the likelihood of recession is... I'm not going to say increasing, but pretty much in line with what the yield curve has been predicting for the last, let's call it 15 months. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism, and we'll see you on the next video.